For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. It's time to go inside the film room with veteran scout and coach Chris Landry and Scott Seidenberg breaking down college football from a different angle. It's the College Football Film Room Podcast. Welcome inside the College Football Film Room alongside veteran scout, coach, and consultant Chris Landry from LandryFootball.com. I'm Scott Seidenberg, and in this episode, we will do our week three preview it's an interesting week, Chris, because the schedule is not exactly as juicy as the first two weeks of the college football season have been, but there are still some intriguing games that are really important in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, you know, listen, um, you know, Arizona State, Michigan State's interesting. That game's in East Lansing this year. Remember, it was in Tempe last year. Stanford UCF is intriguing. USC's on a on a little bit of a roll here. They got BYU. I don't anticipate Clemson, Syracuse being the type of game that it's been in the past. Uh, man, a big game for Florida State, Virginia. You know, uh, uh, you know uh, that that's going to be intriguing. Florida, Kentucky. You know, Alabama, South Carolina. Not an overly exciting weekend. Pitt, Penn State, Kansas State, Mississippi State. Uh, you know, we'll learn a lot, but I always caution everybody: it's these type of weekends where you go in thinking, "eh, not going to be a whole lot." Uh, yeah, and then, then watch a top surprise. twenty-five team get upset. Yeah, you know, you know exactly. something. Yeah. And look, I, I, don't, I don't think it's going to be Oklahoma, UCLA, you know, whatever. But but we could have some some surprises, including you know, real intriguing Houston, Washington State game that will get everybody a, another chance to look at this Washington State team that doesn't study them and watch them on a week in wake out basis. So yeah, we're going to take you through conference by conference and all of these games. Uh, but I think and uh, and go into a little bit of detail what we're looking for. But not a sexy week. But an important week, as you know, every week's important in college football, mm-hmm. but it's especially important for some teams. Absolutely. And be sure to subscribe to the College Football Film Room podcast, where each week we're going to be releasing not one, but two episodes, one recapping the week before. So you get to uh, hear what we think and what Chris sees on film, and what we're breaking down in terms of all of these games. And then, of course, another episode like this one previewing the upcoming games for the weekend. Well, Chris, if you found $100 on the street, would you pick it up or keep walking? Of course, you'd take the money. So why do you keep picking winners and not betting on them? That's why I go to my bookie it's fast it's easy and they pay when you win let's face it where you're betting is just as important as who you're betting on i wouldn't be telling you guys to bet with them if they weren't the best do the smart thing if you're gonna bet this football season bet with my bookie did you know you could bet on games after kickoff if by the second half it looks like your bet is gonna lose you could always just take the other side if you're the kind of guy that likes to bet a little and win a lot try a parlay If all your picks come through, you'll multiply your winnings. And no matter how you bet, the NFL season is the best time of the year. Join now, and my bookie will double your first deposit. Use promo code CFILM. That's promo code CFILM to activate the offer. That's promo code CFILM. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. 
And let's start with the number one team in the nation, Chris, and that is Clemson going into the Carrier Dome, a place where they lost a couple of seasons ago. This is a much different Syracuse team, as we've talked about before. Don't see them pulling off the upset this year. No, I don't. Even if Clemson kind of sleepwalk a little, sleepwalks a little bit, it just—I don't think Syracuse has the leadership on the type of team, the experience, you know, particularly at quarterback, but at other positions that is going to allow them to hang in. I mean, boy, and losing it, that game last week, Chris, it definitely—it sucked all the juice out of this matchup, huh? Well, it, it did, and you know, I think it's a little bit different than say the pro game where. You know, I think there's a lot of questioning of how good they are internally at Syracuse. And I, listen, I, this is this game's all about Clemson. This game will be what Clemson wants it to be. I mean, I, you know, Clemson could easily score 60 on Syracuse. They probably won't. They probably won't play it that way. They'll probably play a lot of guys. Um, and, and I would hope for Syracuse's sake they'll play better. But this is a complete and utter mismatch. And again, if Clemson sleepswalks for a half of the game, well, it might be fairly competitive for a half. But, you know, when Clemson wakes up, uh, it, it, they're going to be like an angry bear and, <laughs> and they're going to just, you know, tear through the the the, the cottage there. Well, let's uh, continue in the ACC. The action gets started on Friday with a matchup of two 2-0 teams, North Carolina and Wake Forest at Winston-Salem. Ken Mack Brown's... Tar Heels continue this run here in a pretty tough place to play at BB&T Field. Yeah, I, I don't see why not. Going to be an intriguing matchup. Sam Howell, the freshman quarterback, playing well. So is Jamie Newman at Wake Forest. I like Wake's Jamie Newman. Good, good, solid team. And, um, you know, th- this will be a challenge. But but I got to tell you, um, North Carolina is playing well, playing with a lot of confidence, and that defensive front's playing well. So, look, um, you know, certainly would be the edge uh, going to North Carolina, uh, going into this game. Yeah, I think so as well. Uh, how about Penn State hosting Pitt on Saturday? I just don't see that Pitt has enough offense. I, I just think that this is going to be a one-sided game. Now, I always say in certain rivalry games, and this is an old rivalry game, the the, the this Pitt is the little brother here. And the edge is always the chip on the shoulder is always mm-hmm, on the little brother. Mm-hmm. Michigan State against Michigan. Iowa State, we'll talk about it a little bit later, against Iowa. You know, Pitt's going to have a little chip on their shoulder. Chip or not, you know, Penn State can be sloppy at times, but they've got way too much explosive uh, talent for this game to be close in my view. Yeah, we'll get into the Big Ten in just a minute, but one more game in the ACC that I want to touch on, Chris, and that's Florida State uh, going into Charlottesville to take on Virginia. Uh, Lucky to survive last week thanks to a missed extra point in overtime, but this seminal defense has been disappointing to say the least, especially in the second halves of these games. Well, they're disappointing because their offense is also not helping things out. Their tempo is putting that defense on the field completely gassed. And while they're not playing great early, they're playing a lot worse late. So uh, it is a defensive problem, but that's part of playing complementary football and understanding that offensively you got to take the pace down and be effective in your four-minute offense. And that's not something that Florida State's doing a very good job on. It's not a well-constructed team, not a very well-coached team, and they got a long way to go, and um, we'll see if they can rebound, you know. So, yeah, it's going to be an interesting week. Another quick note, NC State's got a rebuilding West Virginia team. This NC State's got a pretty good defensive front. Um, and oh, by the way, I think BC is going to absolutely kill Kansas. I agree that they look against Coastal Carolina. So listen, it's 
not a lot of intriguing matchups within the league, but the ones that uh, are in conference has some intrigue, and particularly at Florida State, Virginia. Let's and go. North Carolina, wake, wake. Yep, let's go to the Big Ten here. Ohio State goes to Bloomington to take on Indiana. Should Ohio State be concerned here? No, I think that they'll, uh, you know, defensively, I want to see how they play up against Indiana. That's the key. They'll be able to control the football, run the football, reduce the possessions. They'll win going away here. It's going to be interesting. I'm very curious to see, though, what Maryland does against Temple, Scott. Um you know, this pretty solid Temple team, but Maryland's offense is on the roll. Can they get 60 in this game? Uh, it's also interesting. So, um, yeah, I, I think Ohio State uh, runs the table. I think Maryland continues their offensive onslaught as they head towards that Penn State game in a couple of weeks. Uh, not an easy game for Iowa. Iowa and Iowa State Ames is a very difficult place to play, Chris. Uh, this one concerns me. Well, it 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 is a little brother with a chip on their shoulder as I kind of referred to, but I, this Iowa state team doesn't have the playmaking ability. They don't have Montgomery. They don't have Butler. They're struggling on offense to get things done. Certainly the environment, certainly the emotion is going to be there for Iowa state, but this Iowa team's better. Now they don't always play even with a better team all that well against Iowa state in the early part of the season. I just think Nathan Stanley, that defense just too much. I'd be surprised if Iowa doesn't take care of business. Yeah, it's only a low spread. Two-point favorite Iowa might be something to pay attention to you for your uh, people that want to put a couple of shekels on some games. Uh, how about Purdue hosting TCU? How important is this game for the Boilermakers? Well, you know, before you get in a conference play, you got to figure some things out. I think they did from week one to week two offensively. They're going to have to keep the foot on the gas. I think defensively, they're built on a little bit of speed, taking the ball away. Um Going to be interesting to see. TCU, uh, it's all about their quarterback play. What are they going to do there? How is their running game going to get going? But it's a, it's a, um, going to be a challenge in West Lafayette. Um, but, I, you know, TCU goes as their quarterback goes because they're pretty good situationally on defense. Um, going to be real interesting. You know, kind of tell a little bit about kind of how where Purdue is heading into conference play. Let's continue and go to the Big 12. We also mentioned uh, some of these teams before. but what- hey, let, me, let me mention, too, though, the, the, the big thing, I think, before we leave the Big 10, Michigan State, Arizona State, uh, going to be real intriguing. And I think it's going to be a, a, a big-time get-well game off of last week's performance. Um, excuse me, last year's performance offensively. We'll see if this Michigan State's improved offensively uh it's uh, it's gonna be a real interesting in that match so i want to get that in uh that ought to be i think one of the more intriguing matchups of the week uh, yeah i i think michigan state's gonna do well in that game uh, <laughs> i have them what, what i don't know what's the spread it's a double digit spread there i think michigan state's gonna do well you think it's gonna be a little closer than people think no no i don't but i think that offensively we get to see another test for michigan state mm, because okay. going into conference play i think michigan state could contend for the for the S for the excuse me for the Big East, um, Big Ten East, yeah, Big Ten East. Uh, I think they could contend defensively against anybody, but offensively is going to determine it. While Arizona State doesn't have a great defense, it's a little bit more formidable than what they've seen to this point. So I'm curious to see. I I think Michigan State wins, and I do think they win going away here at home in East Lansing after really having a poor offensive performance last week. Uh, excuse me, last year in Tempe. Uh-huh. 
Uh, we mentioned some of these teams as we move into the Big 12 here, but yes. uh, West Virginia at home, Chris, against NC State. You know, coming off the performance last week, uh, West Virginia, they're going to find themselves in, in a hole here. It's going to get late early there in Morgantown if they don't start playing well. But they don't have a lot of weapons. The cupboard was bare offensively, so I don't know where they're going to get their points in this game. Uh, NC State's got a good defensive front. This this could be real, real tough. I tell you what's intriguing to me is is the Kansas State going to start yeah. playing mm-hmm. that game. Um, this Kansas State team's look really solid, but this is going to be a tough test. See if they can defend the Kylan Hill offense. The health of Tommy Stevens is going to be the key in this game for Mississippi State, but – um, this is going to be the biggest test by far for the Kansas State Wildcats. Uh, how many points does Oklahoma put up on UCLA? Uh, 50, 60, 70? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. They're, they're going to win going away. UCLA can't get off the field. It's a problem. This is a game you got to get better, work on you. Um, but Oklahoma wins, wins going away. This is uh, this may have this this may look look good when they scheduled it, but man, this is an ugly looking <laughs> matchup. That, quite frankly, I don't even think it makes the radar. And I think it's one of the you know, well, it's one of the prime time type games. This this could get uh, this could get ugly. No, this is just a game where uh, people are going to get to see Jalen Hurts in terms of uh, Heisman voting. Uh, this is going to be one of those games because it's on primetime, because it's going to be nationally televised on Fox. This is going to be one of those games where people are like, all right, Jalen Hurts for Heisman, uh, because they're going to put up a ton of points on that UCLA defense. It's it's going to get ugly there in Pasadena. How about Texas Tech going to Arizona? Well, this is going to be a real challenge here. Texas Tech is – Moving the football pretty well. Arizona's not stopping people. I think this is a real challenge for them. So uh, going to be going to be a lot of fun to watch and see kind of where they are. Uh, any other games stand out to you in the Big Twelve? Yeah, you know, um, uh, you know, to me, uh, we we've, we've talked about in terms of Iowa State and Iowa. We've gone over that. I want to see Oklahoma State. Um, you know, I think they're going to score a bunch of points against Tulsa. Um, uh, and that's, that's pretty much it. I think the rest of the league's kind of, kind of set up for some big wins. Uh, let's go to the sec. You talked about Mississippi state. So we'll, we'll skip over that game. Cause you mentioned them and, and how they're going to play against Kansas state here. Uh, Tennessee against Chattanooga, Chris, uh, I, I don't know what to say anymore. If Tennessee loses this game, uh, what are people going to be doing in Knoxville? Uh, and maybe jumping off uh, in the Tennessee River. It, it, it's really, um, you know, so I, I think that, you know, what's important is that they continue to try to get better and to see, take one step to the next and see where we are with that. Um, it, it's a team that I think it's danger of maybe losing the locker room a little bit. I don't think it's happened yet. I think it's something that we need to see going forward. They need a win in the worst way. Dare I say, come out, be so bold, and say, hey, they're absolutely going to beat Chattanooga. <laughs> I don't think anything should be absolute with the way they're playing. But I thought they were improved against uh, Tennessee uh, against BYU last week. I think they get it done. I-, I think it's just, you know, they're having a hard time finishing, and it has a lot to do with their depth on their defensive line, like they're up. Let's go to the game uh, in which I think is going to be one of the one of the games of the week in the SEC, Kentucky hosting Florida. Uh, a lot of talk of the rivalry between these two schools. Uh, it's an important game for Florida because they have aspirations of winning the SEC East. Can Kentucky pull an upset here over the Gators? No. I mean, that happened last year. I don't see it happening again. I mean, it's possible. It is. I don't mean to completely dismiss it by the quickness of the answer. But, look, I mean, this hasn't been – I mean, 
Kentucky hadn't beaten Florida since the Reagan administration until last year. Uh, uh-huh. Without Terry Wilson, if Florida loses this game, uh, listen, that's a shame on them. At this stage, they need consistent play out of Felipe Franks. It's outstanding, as he typically is against uh, weak defenses. Let's see where this goes. Um, I think that that Florida, you know, is a good defensive team. Uh, I think they win this game and uh, shouldn't – they'll be challenged because I think that Kentucky is tough, they're physical, they're smart, but they're going to have problems offensively. Uh, I think Florida wins this game. Can South Carolina slow down Alabama a little bit, hang with them no. for maybe the first two quarters or so? No, I doubt it. I really yeah. don't. I, I think that – you know, South Carolina, a lot of improvements last week. They've got some talent, but I just don't know that there's enough that I would um, say that's there that I'd be overly excited. Uh, improvement's great. That's fine. But I just don't see them being able to run the football on Alabama, and it's putting a lot of pressure on the young quarterback. I think Alabama can maybe start to kind of separate. It's the best opponent that they've played, so it may be uh, the best um sample size yet for alabama but i don't i don't think it's going to be that close uh let's go to the pac-12 washington state Chris hey, hey, is real quick, play- before we go yep. to the pac-12 i gotta tell you real quick i i'm really worried about arkansas this is a game they better not lose to colorado state they lost to it last year that team is really struggling they need a win in the absolute worst way and i think they get it done but it is not a given over this colorado state team i'm telling you and if they lose it Things in Fayetteville are going to get about as ugly as it is in Knoxville and Tallahassee right now because that was an embarrassing performance. Ole Miss kind of rocked them uh, last week. Wow. Uh, To the Pac-12, Washington State's going to play against Houston um, at NRG Stadium on Friday. Is this an old-fashioned Texas shootout? Probably could be, although I'm curious to see how Washington State's defense does uh, against Houston. And I think they've got enough pass rush to maybe win this game, maybe win it going away. But that's what I'm looking for in this game. Washington State's pretty good again, folks. Uh, they they run their route so well. Um, they got really good receivers. I know Houston's got some talent, an outstanding quarterback. But I suspect they'll have some points in the game, but not enough to beat Washington State in the Palouts, I don't think. Uh, and going back real quick, as I'm just, you know, I'm scrolling Twitter as we're recording this. Uh, you talked about Arkansas just briefly a couple of minutes ago. Nick Starkle is going to be their starting quarterback. this Correct. They're trying so. to figure things out at the quarterback position. I mean, they, they yeah. just didn't have any answers last mm-hmm. week. So, I mean, I think it's to be determined. Let's see, you know, let's see where it goes. They need that's where Chad is, you know, his bread's buttered on the offensive side. And uh-huh. They didn't do anything against uh, uh, Ole Miss last week. All right, we'll stick at the quarterback position. KJ Costello is back for Stanford as they take on number 17 UCF in Orlando. That's a big game. I mean, it's really big for Central Florida because it's a statement game for them against a Power 5 team. For Stanford, look, it's important. Every game's important, but conference plays what's most important. Um you know, getting Costello backs helps. Um, you know, they're, they're a little bit different looking offense. They, you know, I'm curious to see where the running game is going to come from for Stanford. Um, and I'm curious to see defensively, they've got to play better than they they performed against USC last week. Um, this is a dangerous game. Look out. Central Florida is going to play well. Wouldn't surprise me if they win this one. 
Yeah, and Central Florida favored in this one against Stanford. Uh, Stanford might be a juicy underdog pick just because people are looking at it saying, hey, Power 5 team going in there. It's Stanford. It's David Shaw. But uh, UCF does have talent on that roster. Uh, Speaking of talent, we talked about USC and what they were able to do against Stanford last week. They go into Lavelle Edwards to take on BYU on Saturday in a a difficult matchup that many people might not think is difficult, but it's not going to be a runaway, I don't think. BYU plays hard. Um, you know, they're moving the football fairly effectively. Pretty solid. They play well at home, too. They do. Um, and listen, big game last week against Stanford. You take care of business. Uh, going forward, um, you know, I don't think the team's going to be affected in terms of their preparation with the athletic director change or anything like that. But, you know, consistency is what you strive for. Curious to see what USC does. What else stands out to you here in the Pac-12? Well, Arizona State, Michigan State, we've talked about that before. Uh-huh. We'll leave that there. Uh, I want to see Oregon State uh, rebound uh, and play a little bit better. They'll beat Cal Poly, should beat Cal Poly, but that's not a given. I don't want to see Cal go to sleep against North Texas. Uh, that's a game they should win. Washington will rebound uh, against Hawaii. They're playing at home. So, listen, I think most will take care of business. Uh, it's uh, Central Florida, Stanford, Arizona State, Michigan State. That highlights my fancy. Don't want to see Colorado go to sleep against uh, Air Force's uh, offense either, but they should be able to take care of business and possibly go into Arizona State unbeaten. Uh, the Buffs, along with Cal, two of the surprise teams in the Pac-12 thus far this year. Now, we mentioned UCF in that group of five. Boise State takes on Portland State. Should be a runaway victory for uh, the Broncos in that one. Uh, you know, Chris, people like to say that this isn't a, a good schedule, but there really are some intriguing games, I think, off the top of my head, if you're just trying to rank the games in terms of uh, which ones you're, you're going to be glued into, Stanford-UCF, I think you're going to be glued into in that 330 window. I think Iowa-Iowa State's a game that you mm-hmm. can certainly be uh, be paying attention to. Uh, Clemson-Syracuse, maybe not so much in that primetime slate, but definitely Florida State-Virginia, that's going to be one that people are going to pay attention to in that primetime window. Yeah, train wrecks always cause people to look <laughs> and, and I think people are looking at that. I think people are looking at Florida State for every reason. I think a sneaky game in the early window is Kansas State and Mississippi State. Um, I'm curious to see just on the rivalry effect, Pitt Penn State. Yeah. I mentioned before, I want to see if Maryland's offensive output can continue. And then, uh, you know, I think most people are going to be interested in at least watching Alabama, watching Clemson for Alabama and Clemson's sake. Um, Alabama's got a little tougher opponent, but I do think both of them roll here. Georgia hadn't played anybody yet. They're getting ready for Notre Dame and uh, kind of focusing on that. So uh, if you look now, at the now, top we, of it. We always, uh, we always bring this up. I'm sorry to interrupt, but we always bring mm-hmm. this up in terms of, like, if you're talking about betting games and whatnot. Mm-hmm. There, there's there's different types, and it's not just in betting. It's, it's, it's in sports. It's everything. There are two types of games. There's a trap game and a letdown game, right? And you certainly look at this in the betting world. A, a, a letdown game is the game after a team has a big win. You don't want them, you know, they might have a letdown the following week and they lose to a team that they should have been. The trap game is the opposite. The trap game is the game that you're playing before the big game. So you're overlooking an opponent because you got a big matchup coming up the following week. I'm looking at Michigan against Wisconsin next week. I'm looking at Auburn, Texas A&M next week. I'm looking at Notre Dame, Georgia next week, and Utah, USC next week. 
Which of those teams uh, has to avoid the trap this week and not look ahead to that well, big matchup if, next week? If I'm not mistaken, uh, I believe uh, Michigan and Wisconsin are off. So yes. that's, that's not a factor. Uh-huh. Utah is not playing someone that's capable. Who, give me the other candidates again. Uh, Utah, USC. USC plays BYU, uh, and yeah, they can't yeah, be looking ahead to Utah. Yeah, the, the the only the only team of that group that are good enough to cause any sort of stress would be BYU because Utah's opponent's not good enough, and so the look ahead factor, you know, the trap game factor, as you call it, BYU is maybe capable of making. Um, you know, um, more of a game of it than anybody. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think it's applicable in some of these other games. Yeah, because every, everyone else is playing just opponents. Correct. Correct. It may not be – you may play a lot of young guys. You may not be in optimal rhythm. But, you know, in, in college it's so much different because – is such a talent uh, discrepancy between certain programs that it yeah, like Georgia. Georgia is not going to overlook Arkansas State, and uh, certainly Notre Dame mm-hmm. against New Mexico is not really a threat to be upset no, there. No, it's just only a matter of how they look and winning. All right. Well, I asked you this last week, and I think we both were in agreement when I said what's going to be the storyline after week two. And we said if LSU wins, the storyline is going to be LSU as a national title contender. Uh, Mm -hmm. I think they're one of the top four teams in the country. The AP poll has them as the fourth team in the country right now, which is, I think, where they should be ranked. You want to make an argument about placing them ahead of Georgia, Alabama or whoever, just based off who they beat. It's fine. It doesn't matter right now, Chris. But based off of this schedule. In week three, what's going to be the storyline next week when we reconvene to record this podcast? Well, there's not enough of those type of high-profile games where it's going to move the needle significantly. So, you well, what about look- like a smaller storyline? Well, like, I'm, like- I'm, I'm not finished. Yeah, I'm okay. not finished. <laughs> I think I know. I think I know where you're going. I, uh, I really I think, do. I think I know where you're going. I, I think I think there are two things that would be storylines. I think Central Florida, if they beat Stanford, it's okay. a group of five, power five. And I think the storyline is going to continue to be if Virginia beating Florida State is, you know, the continuing saga of uh-huh. Florida State and their problems. Uh, I'm not even throwing in the idea that Chattanooga, you know, would be. If that happens, then that's your storyline that, that's going to override anything. But I think it's Central Florida if they beat Stanford. Or, you know, um, or, or, you know, or, you know, maybe that look that they're not the same and people forget Central Florida. I don't know that that gets much ink. So I think a Central Florida win, if that were to happen, would be storylines. And you know what I I thought you were going? What's that? I thought you were going to go with Mac Brown. If North Carolina can win and they're three and zero to start the year, yeah, maybe, maybe so. It could be. I think they're three and zero. I still, I, you know, listen, it's it's early. I guess I expect them to beat Wake Forest, but I think it. I think that'll be kind of a steady storyline, as they kind of take it into the league, and and we'll see if they have some some bigger games. But yeah, I I don't know that. To me, I think the bigger storyline is the demise of Florida State continues. Or Central Florida upsetting a Power Five team, I think that'll resonate more. But I give you that. I think Mac going three and zero, which by the way, I think he's going to do. I think will resonate, you know, more and more. But I think it's one of those he's building a little bit of steam each week, more so than just that one, you know, game bringing about it. But 
you know, it's a just guess at this point. I'm going to just say this. Maryland puts another 60 points up against Temple. People are going to really begin to say, what the hell is going on over there? (laughs) You think? Uh, You know, real quick on UCF. I know people are going to be talking about them beating, you know, Stanford, a power five team. Uh, You look at the rest of their schedule, you know, they play against Pitt, which is another power five team, maybe not as good as Stanford, but still another power five team. And then, you know, Cincinnati is a good opponent this year. Houston is an improving opponent. Could this resume be the type of resume that has people saying college football playoff if they go undefeated? Absolutely not. I mean, it, okay. just, it, it wouldn't. I mean, Stanford's not going to be a factor in the North. Um, you know, I think if Stanford had beaten USC and Stanford would have go um, 11 and one and the one loss was to UCF, then that it, the, the resume again will look weak. I mean, maybe even weaker before. Pitt will not, Pitt's not that good. So mm. no, I, I absolutely do not. Um, I don't. Uh, I don't see it at all. I don't even see it outside of Orlando. I don't think it even you know being a conversation that's worth having, other than just acknowledging again, good team playing well. But I don't really see them um, that schedule resonating. I, I do not. I'm just playing devil's advocate. I'm just saying mm-hmm. what people are going to be thinking, Chris. Of you course, conversation is going to happen. No, you but know I it's mean. It is, but I think it falls on deaf ears. I, I don't. Yeah. I think you have to have some really good wins. Look, it's not that fault that Stanford is not that good, but quite frankly, if Stanford was all that good, I don't think they'd beat them. I mean, that's, that's <laughs> yeah, the whole that's point. A, that's a fair so, point. You know, I mean, it's just one of those things. I, I think they're good. I, I don't think they are even close to being a playoff team. Um, mm. Central, Florida. I, I really don't. I mean, I mean, I think they're teams that are going to have three and four losses around the country that are better than central Florida. Yeah, uh, I, would, I would agree with that. I would agree with that. Well, on LandryFootball.com, you got film room previews, conference by conference, as well as some uh, other X-Factor games that you're pointing out separately. It it's really is anywhere, especially – I like to look at it when it comes to, you know, betting games or whatnot. There's so much information, Chris, just jammed into one place at LandryFootball.com. Well, we appreciate it. And that's what we try to do. We break the games down by conference and, you know, we preview them and we focus maybe on a couple of key matchups each and every week that we go above and beyond. But we'll, we'll take each game in each conference in that box and kind of preview it for you and tell you what to look for games within the games and kind of give you an idea of where we think it might go. Uh, we certainly recap every week. We tell you every week what happened, why it happened, even some nuggets of who did what, and we'll give game balls, the te- the players that graded out the best on film each and every week. So uh, it's a great opportunity. Check out LandryFootball.com. It's one-stop shopping football, the pro scene, the college scene, all the inside information, but more importantly, uh, the film room analysis that gives you the edge that you can't get anywhere else. 50% discount. Can't think of a better time to get involved and become a member and join us. Uh, uh, join the LandryFootball.com family today. 
No, it's a it's a must have if you're a football fan, and if you love uh, the NFL, listen to the Pro Football Film Room podcast, where we do similar things like we do here on the College Football Absolutely. Film Room. And each week, Chris and I, we're going to be doing uh, one episode breaking down what we saw in the previous week's games, and then an episode like we have just now previewing the upcoming weekend. So, two episodes a week for you, college football fans. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review the College Football Film Room podcast wherever you get your podcasts from. Well. Chris, where do I go when I want winners, when I need more information? VegasSportsAdvisors.com has a dozen pros posting their picks. It's not a betting site. It's just information, and I want as much information as possible before I place my bets. So check it out. Use our promo code. It'll get you a free week, so why won't you just try it? VegasSportsAdvisors.com. Use the promo code COLLEGEFILMROOM. Follow Chris on Twitter at LandryFootball. Follow me at ScottsOnAir. For Chris Landry, I'm Scott Seidenberg. This is the College Football Film Room Podcast. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.